Hello, hello. It has been a minute since I've put out a podcast. Um, So thank you guys so much for your patience. It's been kind of just a crazy past few months with my other job Um, as a teacher. I've just been feeling drained. Um, But in the background, I've been trying to set up some really, really good content Um, in the next month and a half or so, we have some really exciting guests that are going to be on our podcast, um, on my podcast. I don't know why I say are, like, it's just me here. (laughs) Um, But so today is um, the first guest that I am so, so, so excited about. This is someone that when I started the podcast, I was like, it would be so cool to have her on here. She is, I just think, an amazing Um, energy. You know, I've never met her in person, but she was on Netflix's Dating Around, which if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. I feel like if you're into this podcast, um, it's definitely something that you would enjoy. Basically, it's one episode has or highlights one person that goes on five first dates. And the only thing that changes is the person that the, the date is with. So um, my guest, Gerky, went on five dates with five different men. And it's, it's such a cool concept because the only variable is the man that she's going on the date with. Or, you know, in, in other um, episodes, the, the person that the main person is going on the date with. Uh, so realistically, like, nothing else should be influencing their time except for their personalities. So I think Netflix had a great idea with that. Um, Gerke's episode is one that me and my friends have watched multiple times. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but she just is so courageous, so honest. Um, and like I said, she's someone that I was like, I need to get her on the podcast. So after my update, we will be talking with her and you'll get to hear just kind of a little bit about who she is, what she's been up to, and I will tell you where you can follow her, uh, because that's kind of how I've been keeping keeping up with her. Um, I just, like I said, I love her energy, and it it shows through on her social media, just kind of what she's about, and I feel like she has similar goals, similar values in terms of like self-care and putting yourself first, um, and kind of that idea of loving yourself before anyone else can love you. So stay tuned for that. Um, But because it has been so long, I just wanted to do a little update um, because I am still single, still on the apps. Um, But the past month and a half, I've been noticing a weird like pattern of people that I had been talking to that I cut things off with are like coming out of the woodworks. Like in the matter of a week, I heard from three different people that I had cut things off with, which I just thought was weird. I don't know if it's like people genuinely want a second chance or aren't having luck on the app. So they're like going back into their, I don't know, roster or whatever. Um, but it was just, it was so strange. So the first person I I heard from that I had cut things off with was someone that I had never met up with. Like we had just talked on Bumble and it was kind of just like a, 
whatever conversation, um, I was kind of more into someone else that I was talking to at the time who I actually had met up with. Um, and that didn't really go anywhere because this like attraction wasn't really there. Like he was a cute guy, but you know, it, it didn't really go beyond that. So when this other person, we'll call him B, when B reached out, uh, I was like, you know what, why not? Like maybe I didn't really give him a, a real genuine first chance. So he asked me to go out. We went out for drinks. We had a great time. Like we hung out, we closed the bar. Um, and he said, like, I would love to see you again. Like, we'll have to do this again. He texted me the next morning, just checking in, whatever. And then went completely ghost to the point where he must have blocked my number because we both had iPhones and my message went through as green, which I don't know if that means, I think that means he blocked my number. And then I went and checked Bumble and he like deleted me deleted our conversation and I was like oh okay like it was just very bizarre to me because you reached out to me for a second chance and then you ghost me after hanging out with me for like six hours it was just it was strange so I was like you know what whatever no love lost like whatever didn't waste too much time um the second person who came out of the woodworks was a guy that I had been dating for probably two or three weeks And there were a few kind of things that I was, like, iffy about. Um, He had a daughter or he had a son. He had a kid. He had a kid. Um, Which that's something that, you know, I I am usually very upfront about. Like, he didn't – or he did have it on his profile. I guess I just didn't read that. Um, But he was very, like, you know, I'm not looking for you to be a stepmom or whatever, blah, blah, whatever. But we ended up stop not talking anymore because he was I, I just feel like he wasn't very interested in talking about me. It was very much about him. It was always like him going out and getting drunk and like him not really taking the initiative to make plans with me. So I was like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it. I just feel like you tend to drone on about yourself and it's not really fun to have a conversation. So fast forward to that same week that I heard from B. We'll call this kid J.O. Um, J.O. reached out and was like, I feel so bad about how things ended. Like, I really do like you. I think I get nervous around you and just talk about myself too much. I even, you know, tried to look up the address of your school. I was going to send you flowers. Um, you know, I'd love to, to take you out and it, for you to give me a second chance, which I should have known right there. Like, if you wanted to send me flowers, you would have. He knew what school I worked at. You can literally Google it. You can find the address. Super easy. He could have done it. Am I happy that he didn't? Yes, because I feel like that would be kind of embarrassing for me to have flowers sent to my classroom full of high schoolers. Like they would have been asking me a million questions. But like, if you wanted to do it, you would have. So that's like strike one. I think people's actions show a lot more about them than their words. And his actions in the past were that he didn't make plans and didn't, like, take initiative. Then, so he he reached out. He was like, I want to take you out. A few days go by. We're talking, but no mention of, like, when we're going to hang out. Then Christmas comes. Obviously, like, I'm hanging out with my family. We're doing family things. He's probably doing the same. Christmas goes by. 
And then there's the, those few days between Christmas and New Year's where I'm just like, dude, I'm not looking for a pen pal. Like you said you wanted to take me out. You want a second chance. You're not taking initiative and I don't want to just talk. And then he called me a fucking bitch. And so that was that. Um, clearly he couldn't take being called on, you know, the fact that he said something and didn't fall through with it. But like, for me, that's another strike against you. Your actions are not matching up with your words, either act or don't, whatever. So that's my second, my second strike, right? Shouldn't have given B a first or shouldn't have given B, yeah, a first chance. Um, shouldn't have given J.O. a second chance. And now the last example, which this one is the most frustrating because this is someone that I actually spent some time getting to know. Um, And when we initially started seeing each other, um, he was super into it. He was very much making the plans, you know, taking the initiative. Um, And then it fizzled out because I... We had planned that he was going to come over for dinner one night. We were going to make homemade pizza and then, you know, hang out. So I know I'm kind of a psycho that eats dinner super early. But I, you know, changed my expectations that night and was like, all right, dinner probably will be around six or seven. Um, He works late, but he usually gets out around 530. He can probably be to me by 630 or seven. So I hadn't heard from him at 6 30 and was starting to get annoyed I was like you know what fuck this I ate and then he just texted me hey and I was like hi and he's like what are you up to and I was like um are you coming over or not and he's like oh no I actually can't I got out of work a lot later um and I'm really tired and the drive to you you know it was an hour drive so yeah it's a long drive but also it's 6 30 we were gonna have dinner together and I haven't heard from you. Like you gave no indication that you had to cancel. If you had given me a heads up, that would have been awesome. And I wouldn't have been sitting around waiting for you. And in addition to him canceling, like wicked last minute, he didn't even try to make another plan. So I was just like, you know what? You kind of wasted my time. You don't even seem like apologetic about this. So best of luck. I'm done. I understand maybe that's kind of harsh, but I'm someone who like, if you waste my time, I get so frustrated I don't have a lot of time to give, especially during the week. Like I wake up super early. I usually go to bed early, but I was willing to stay up to make sure that we could hang out because we don't have a lot of time to hang out together. Um, So this was kind of just like a slap in my face. I was like, whatever, you clearly don't, don't value time with me. So whatever, bye. And it just ended like that. He was like, yeah, you're right. He didn't even say sorry. Um, Sorry, my notifications are on. Um, So whatever. So fast forward, that was in October. Fast forward to December. After Christmas, I'm up in Portland with my family and I get a message from Steven on Hinge or sorry, S on Hinge. And I was like, what? I haven't been talking to someone with that name in forever. And it was him. And he messaged me on Hinge and was like, hey, I just wanted to be respectful and message you on Hinge. Um, I still have your number, but I didn't know if you wanted me to reach out. So I just wanted to let you know um, that I feel really awful about the way that things ended. I have a different job now, so I have a lot more time and would love to get the chance to take you out again. 
So by now, this is the third guy that's done this in the matter of a month. So I should have known better, but I have like a weird thing where I ignore red flags or, you know, ignore patterns, but um, that's a me problem that I'm working on. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let's like find some time to hang out. Um, And again, it's a me problem. I guess I would rather give someone a second chance than just totally shut them out, especially like me and this guy had a good connection. But like the way this ends, I should have known. This is strike three for me for sure. So we, I got back from Portland on a Tuesday. We hung out that night, had a lot of fun. Um, He stayed over, kept talking, talked for a week, and then New Year's was coming. So we had said we were going to hang out on New Year's night, um, but he wasn't really like nailing down a plan. He was like, oh, whatever you want to do. So I was like, no, you tell me what you want to do. I'm willing to come down to Providence, which is where he was from. Um, Just let me know where we should meet or if you want me to come to your place. And then he wasn't, he wasn't committing. And then I was invited out by a friend and I was like, well, I'm going to take the definite plan that, you know, someone's actually committing to. So I ended up telling him, hey, I have to cancel. Like, I'm going to go see my roommate from college. We're going to go out for New Year's. And he was like, oh, no, I totally understand. Like, have fun, whatever. And we kept in touch, um, always having a plan like, oh, we're definitely going to see each other again soon. So fast forward to this past Friday. So last Friday, um, I had a snow day. So I was home all day. He had said he was going to come over. Um, Yet again, didn't hear from him like all day. And then he said he was exhausted, wasn't feeling well. Could we reschedule to Saturday? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know what? Like, I'm not going to make you feel bad for feeling sick. Like, I was sick on Thursday. I had strep throat. You know, I get it. Everyone's sick these days. Don't worry about it. We'll, We'll hang out on Saturday. So I was like, is that you committing to something? And he said, 100%. So I said, yay. And then... The plan was, I had told him, Sunday, or sorry, oh, this, okay, we were going to hang out on Friday, I had plans on Saturday, we were going to hang out on Sunday, so I said, Sunday, why don't you come over around noon, we can order food and watch football for a little, he said, yeah, I was thinking the same, he said, is that you committing, I said, is that you committing to a plan, he said, yes, I said, I'm excited to see you, we talked for a little bit, Um, I asked him, hey, are we still down for tomorrow, and he said, 100%. So tomorrow rolls around. I get a few Snapchats from him, but no text, no mention of hanging out. And Sunday at noon rolls around and goes by. So at 12.20, I say, so I'm not going to, or I'm going to my parents since I haven't heard from you. Best of luck with everything. I'm not really into this. Like at this point now, you've canceled or flaked on me three times with no explanation. He didn't respond to that text. Then I asked him later, honestly, what was the point? You reached out to me. You made a big deal about saying that you're going to be more available and you want to take me out. And I just don't get it. And if this has happened to any of you guys, I would love for you to comment um, because it just seems so bizarre. But I just really don't get it. And no more second chances for anyone. So if you're listening to this podcast and I've already given you you a first chance, don't even try because I'm fed up with it. (laughs) Like, for real. Ugh. 
Anyways, um, so before we get to my segment with my awesome guest, Gurky, um, I had put on Instagram some question or a question just asking what you guys would like to see in future episodes. And someone mentioned, um, you know, could you tell me other podcasts that are like yours? So I have two podcast suggestions um, that are one is very much like relationship slash dating themed. And then another one has a segment of the podcast that has become very much dating and relationship themed. Um, So the first one I'm super excited to tell you about because I am doing um, or having this person or this podcast host on my uh, podcast next month. So we're going to be recording together. Um, The name of the podcast is The Icarus Complex, which I'm going to put in the show notes. Um, This podcast is unlike any podcast I've heard before. It is super cool. It's very detailed. Um, It's like a a drama, which is, again, not like any podcast I've ever listened to. Um, It's someone, it's based somewhat in some truth, um, but it's the story of a person, a guy in London, who is kind of going through his experiences of dating from you know, being a young teenager all the way up through, you know, college and then beyond. Um, season one and two are out. Season three is coming out January 18th. So again, if you are looking for something that is unlike any podcast you listen to, I would definitely suggest this one. Um, the host is awesome. Um, I'm going to shout him out too. He has inspired me to, to give my podcast some more attention. Um, So definitely check out the Icarus Complex. And then the other one is definitely a probably more well-known. So the the Higher Learning Podcast with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. I'm sure um, if you're big in podcasts, you might have heard of this. If you are into The Bachelorette, you've definitely heard of Rachel Lindsay. Um, So their podcast really is about just like everything that's going on in the world. Um, They talk about, you know, current events, sports. Um, It's it's really great. It's kind of like a, you know, bi-weekly source of news for me. I don't read the newspaper. I don't know who reads the newspaper anymore. But I, I really get a lot of my news from that podcast. But they've started a new segment called Trudy's Corner. Um, so they get kind of like dating and relationship um, feedback from their producer, Trudy, who's around my age um, dating. And it's just really funny. Like she's so honest. She isn't afraid to say like what she wants, which I think is super cool because I think a lot of times when women share their like preferences, we're told like, oh, you're too picky. But like when a guy says, oh, you know, I want a woman with like a big butt or, you know, I want a woman who, um, I feel like on the dating apps, it's always like, I want a woman who's honest. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like everyone wants someone who's honest, but like when, when we have a list of things that we want in a man, I feel like a lot of times we're told we're too picky. Um, so I just love how open she is. She's like, no, like this is what I want. And you know, it's, you're not going to make me feel bad for wanting it. So the past few weeks, she's been kind of chiming in with her, 
experiences, but also her opinions. Um, so Higher Learning is one of my you know top podcasts that I listen to that has now that new segment that's very much dating and relationship themed. Um, just in terms of like other podcasts that I listen to, um, Food for Thought is a great one. Thought spelled T-H-O-T. It's four queer writers um, just talking about a lot about sex, a lot about relationships, but also a lot about like some heavy topics. Their most recent episode talks about one of the hosts, Tommy Pico, who is a writer on the show Reservation Dogs, which if you haven't watched it, is amazing. You should definitely check it out. Um, And they just kind of talk about how, you know, his experience growing up on the reservation um, as a Native American influenced his writing, but also, you know, just how important it was to see representation of him on screen and for so many young um, Indigenous people to see people that look like them and had similar experiences um, on screen. So that that's a great podcast. They talk about stuff like that, but then they talk about like butt sex and stuff. Like it, it, the topics go, it, it runs the gamut. Um, so that's a really good one. And then another one I really like is Morbid. And I'm just going to shout this one out because it's hosted by two girls from around the corner where I'm from in Massachusetts. Um, so if you're into true crime, this is one that's really good. I know it's super popular and I probably shouldn't be sitting here like shouting out really popular podcasts. Um, but that's why, you know, the Icarus Complex, if you're going to choose one to listen to out of my suggestions, I would definitely say listen to that one because it is a newer podcast, um, really up and coming, working a lot on promoting itself. So any support that you could give that podcast would mean so much. Um, so thank you guys again for being patient and, you know, waiting for this episode. Um, after the break, we are going to hear from Gerky and, um, I know you guys are going to enjoy it. All right. So we are here with our guest. Um, so if you want to tell us a little bit about you, introduce yourself and, uh, sure. Um, my name is Gerky. I was on Netflix first ever reality TV dating show, however you say that. Um, back in 2019, my show was called Dating Around. Um, aside from that, I have an MBA fashion industry for a very long time. I'm 40 years old and dating has often felt like the death of me. <laughs> So you can definitely commiserate with. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so I guess kind of, I would love to just start with talking about your experience on Dating Around, because um, you were on the first season and there's two seasons out now. Um, what, like, what was the process like getting on the show? Like, did you? It was totally random and serendipitous. Um, my friend worked at WeWorks and I guess they had like a casting call where they were looking for unique New Yorkers that were very independent. Um, he tried out for it. He told me I'd be perfect for it. Um, I kind of just did on a whim because I thought he and I would be on it together. We didn't know at the time what the concept of the show was. Oh, you didn't know? He- no, we didn't know. Oh, we just okay. knew it had something to do with dating in New York. Um, and so we both tried out. He didn't make it. The, the producers loved me. I had never intended to go on reality TV, but I thought, you know what? This is like a fun opportunity. Um, let's go for it and kind of see what happens. Um, I'm divorced. And at the time, 
I also felt like I was like really enjoying life and I was extremely happy. And, you know, when I got divorced, I felt like that's not what I thought was going to happen when you get divorced. I thought it was like this tragic thing because that's how everybody talks about it. Um, And I just wanted to show people that, you know, divorce is not like the end all of your life and it's fine and you can have fun and you can date and all those kinds of things. Um, But yeah. That's really awesome because I feel like every portrayal of divorce like on TV, like especially on reality TV shows, it's like, I feel like on, I don't know if you watch Real Housewives, but it's always like the housewife is just like so distraught and like it's the end of, like you were saying, it's not the end. It's not the end all be all. It's like almost a new start. Um, yeah, it's it can be really like dramatic. And uh, my parents are Indian and my mom has like five sisters and she watches a lot of like uh, soap operas and Indian Bollywood stuff. And it's very dramatic. And when people get divorced, it's like this whole like tragedy. And yes, it's difficult. Yeah, it you know, it's a breakup. It's a decoupling. It's really intense. Um, but it's not the end. It's just kind of like a challenge you have to get through. Um, but yeah, so it, it's not, it's not, you're not gonna, your life isn't over if you have to get divorced. <laughs> I like that. No, that's, I feel like that's a good, I know it's probably easy to say, but like you went through it. So I feel like to have that experience, like we can trust you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done, right? Like there's a lot of feeling like, I don't know, like you failed and something's wrong with you. Um, and of course, like you go through all the feelings and you should go through those feelings. They don't feel good. You can't bypass feelings. Yeah. Um, but eventually, you know, you just put one foot in front of the other and try to learn from the experience and focus on yourself and grow and heal and evolve and, and you're okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess, was it, was that something that came up during the like casting? Did they like, I'm, I'm interested to hear like what questions they asked you or kind of like what you Yeah, to I mean, through. um, it was almost four years ago. So my memory is becoming a bit fuzzy about the whole process, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes, they definitely asked about the divorce and, you know, of course with my cultural background, how it was handling the divorce, how I felt now dating, if I had any apprehensions as to dating, um and you know just kind of like my outlook and perspective and you know I've always been a very optimistic person um of course you know feelings are up and down COVID has made it a challenge to remain optimistic Uh, (laughs) but but yeah so they did um they did ask about the divorce in the process of course they wanted to know why we got divorced and all of those kinds of things um what was like the hardest part of actually going on the dates so for anyone that hasn't watched um you go on five different dates was it just five or did they edit it to just be five uh it was seven dates you went on seven okay did be five um because after the justin debacle they realized (laughs) yes because i guess when they put me and i don't know if this is true or not but based on what they said they actually thought that he and i were going to hit it off and he was going to be the one that i was going to pick wow and a debacle and for anybody that's listening to this and they don't know how the show is structured there's a lead character character as in a real person so that was the (laughs) episode and i go on five dates and then the gentleman that you know stands out the most i go on a second date with or you pick and i don't know if you want me to tell what happens but yeah i mean i guess we'll do spoiler alert for anyone that (laughs) hasn't watched it but because i definitely yeah sure it's a 30 minute like reality tv show we're not spoiling a whole lot but um 
I, I ended up picking nobody, which was kind of a departure for reality TV in general, which the moment ended up going viral and it like all this kind of stuff happened. But, um, but anyway, going back to Justin, I guess the producers really thought he and I were going to hit it off. And when that night happened, they scrambled to kind of get me on like speed dates. And so there was one night where I actually went on three dates and that was the date that I went out with Manny on, who was the fun, like 27 year old. And I had dated two other people that night prior to him. Wow. Um, so yes, that's seven dates. Two were ended out. Five were shown on the show and I picked nobody <laughs> which on a second date with. Yeah. I, that's like my favorite part. I feel like it's just so empowering and like, Every time I watch it with someone new, because I'm like, oh, my God, you have to watch this show. Um, I just love their, they're like, oh, she's definitely going to pick, you know, um, that person or they're really hitting it off. And I'm just like, they only, (laughs) if only they knew. Um, But yeah, so you went on three dates in one, was it like, I know New York stays open later, but I'm just trying to like picture a night where you go on three dates. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, the show had like rented out like a like a restaurant and so there was so yeah so I literally just sat there and the guys came and got to know them and the minute they realized like we're not really hitting it off or this isn't gonna go like the guy had to go and then the next one came and then Manny was the last of those three and he was actually really fun and so we kept talking um and so then I ended up going on the rest of the date with him gotcha okay um so yeah I, I feel like I would love to hear a little bit more about like the Justin thing. Um, So I'm just trying to like, cause in the moment, like watching it, Uh it's just like, as a viewer, I want to like get up and yell at his, in his face. Like he just, it, it was just very hard to watch, but I feel like you handled it with such grace, but like what was going through your head when he was, cause he was basically like insulting you. I feel like. Yeah, he was. Um, And he, you know, was a, he was very abrasive and I kind of just, you know, in the moment I was a little bit confused about what was going on. It took me a second for my brain to click that, Oh, this guy doesn't like me at all. (laughs) Um, you know, in hindsight, I kind of have a lot of empathy for him, like thinking about what his life experiences must've been that he was unable to understand my perspective um, makes me think that he's probably gone through a lot in life and he's got a lot of challenges and, uh that my perspective has changed on him okay. over the years you know like that's when the show nice. first happened yeah that's a nice I was perspective very, like, yeah I was very like f him like what an able yeah um but as I've gotten older and gone through my own challenges and etc I just realized like I kind of feel bad for him yeah um, but regardless of that in the moment out in the beginning of the day I was like okay he's cute he smelled good <laughs> You know, he is a hard worker. He's like somebody that picked himself up from his bootstraps and was really accomplished in New York, which I really admired. So I actually like really liked that about him when we, you know, he was a little bit chauvinistic, Mm -hmm. um, but I just kind of whatever went with it. And I don't think I, I even go back and when I look at the show, I don't think it clicked in my brain that he really didn't like me until we got to like the end part of the day and you know and of course things were like bothering me but I kept thinking like the thing that most women do right where we're just like no no maybe it's in your head right like be nice like that bullshit yeah so basically the voice in my head or the monologue I was having with myself was 
you know, maybe I'm taking it the wrong way, or maybe he didn't mean it like that when he meant it like that. And so I kind of just, you know, watched him and what was going on. And, you know, my blood pressure was going up and my (laughs) body temperature was going up. And I wanted to tell him to obviously fuck off, but there's TV screens (laughs) and and I wanted to be my best self and I wanted to be a good example for my culture. Um, And so it required a lot of self-restraint. And I also wanted to understand what, like the thing that was kind of blowing my mind is I was trying to understand what, was the point of what he was doing like okay you obviously which he didn't let me finish but on the show i was like you obviously don't like me enough for there to be a second date so what what is the point of all of this like i didn't understand like why he felt like he had to shit on me right because he could have just left like yeah or he could have just been like i don't know okay let's not talk about that that's a triggering topic for me or whatever but you know he obviously had some strong feelings and and that's totally fine so it is what it is yeah but I I feel like you're so right like definitely I've made excuses for people like for things that they do that I know are wrong and like don't sit well with me but in the moment because it can be awkward if you're on a date and like and you're not vibing you're like okay maybe it's me maybe I'm in a bad mood today or like right you know I think women a lot of times do give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah. And I don't want to like shame us for being like no, no. wonderful individuals, but I do think when you stop doing that shit, like in hindsight, I wish that when I was younger and the whole no regrets thing to me is bullshit. Everyone has <laughs> of course you learn the lessons, blah, right. blah, blah. But I do wish that when I was younger, I had the balls to tell a guy like Justin hey, what you just said is actually really offensive. Yeah. Did you mean to offend me? Or is there some other meaning behind what you just said? And give the guy the opportunity to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's not at all what I meant. Or let him be like, yes, actually, I think you ha- your parents having an arranged marriage is fucking weird as hell. Because then I could be like, okay, great. I'm not going to waste your time and I'm not going to waste my time. Thank yeah. you so much. Here's 20 bucks for my drinks. I'm out. Because I feel like I've wasted so much time doing the mental gymnastics of, did he mean to be offensive? Like, am I am I wrong for taking it offensively? And it's like, everyone's entitled to their feelings. And if I felt offended by someone, it's totally fine to be like, hey, that was kind of offensive. Did you mean that? Right. And for them to like tell you, and that's like so much easier than the bullshit that we play in our head. Yeah. Uh, which not 40, <laughs> that's how I go into it with dating. And right. I don't waste time because I have respect for them and I have respect for myself but that's definitely not how I was handling it when I was younger no and it's hard I mean I I feel like I've just recently started to be a little bit more um like more like that like a little bit more steadfast and like Mm -hmm. these things matter to me and if they don't matter to you then that's on you but like we just don't vibe like I on one of my episodes talked about um I was on a date with someone and I told them that there was a word that he had used that was offensive to me. Um, and he seemed like he got it. And then like 30 minutes later, he used it again. And I just, I, it was offensive enough that I was like, all right, this is not working. And I got up and walked away. But that's something like that took a long time for me to, to build the courage to be like, I'm not going to sit here for another, whatever, half hour, an hour and waste my time. Um, it's hard. And I don't, I'm not a, a guy, so I don't know if like it's similar for them, but I definitely like me and my friends talk a lot about, um, you know, 
giving people the, the benefit of the doubt when they don't necessarily deserve it. Um, yeah, and I think uh, the benefit of the doubt is always good, but uh, I think that's different than like making assumptions, right? And I think a lot of times we make assumptions and we pretend, pretend it's under benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, benefit of the doubt is actually saying, hey, I'm, I doubt that you meant to be offensive. So did you right. versus making the assumption that, oh, they didn't mean to be offensive and like, you know, denying your own feelings because that never feels good right. uh, about what you were feeling. So yeah, kudos to you for like telling the guy and then he clearly felt very passionate about wanting to keep using that word. And I don't know what the word was, but you guys weren't aligned and you just decided to move on, which I think is great. And, you know, life is short. We don't need to keep wasting our time with this kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Literally. Yeah. I mean, earlier in the beginning part of this episode, I talk about like second chances for whatever reason, like three guys that I had dated or like talked to um, came out of the woodworks in the past like few weeks. Girl, it's not COVID. It's like, th- like grasping at straws. Like I don't want, like I got to go back to my Rolodex. <laughs> and I like bring back from the dead. Yeah. No, I, I like, it's weird and I'm trying to figure out what it is, but it is probably just like people going stir crazy. Um, but I think, I think I need to give second chances a break cause they haven't been working. Um, yeah. And I think second chances are totally okay. Right. Like we're all human. We make mistakes. Um, but if someone's not growing and evolving and changing, then that's not, there's no point. Like you can give people second, third ch- chances um, but you're giving them a chance to be somebody different. And I think some people can change, some can't. And yeah, yeah. Um, just have to yeah, gauge for yourself. Which is, yeah. Um, are you are you dating actively or are you kind of taking a, I know it's hard I'm in COVID. I'm taking a giant break from dating. Um, I have been single, as in like not in a relationship since... August of 2020. Um, I dated somebody briefly over the summer, last summer. So in the summer of 2021, uh, nice guy, not for me. I've really been enjoying, I've been diving deep into like self-help and psychology and learning. Um, just cause I've had so much time on my hands now that with COVID and I'm still one of those people that's like scared to socialize and do all that. So I'm still spending a lot of time at home. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've really just been enjoying like getting to know myself and who I am and hanging out with my family and friends. So I've been taking a break. I also find dating the way that it's set up, just like exhausting. Like, I don't want to do the swiping and the small talk and like our parents, like the amount, the velocity of dating from our parents' generation to ours has increased exponentially. Like I'm convinced that we haven't evolved for this kind of like intimacy and conversation. Like my parents, like, well, my parents had an arranged marriage, so it's a different situation, but my friends' parents might've gone on like three or four dates their whole lives before they, you know, found somebody and got married. And we're going on like three, four dates a fucking month. I know. It's, Yeah. It is it's interesting to think like my parents met in college. Um, I, my mom definitely like dated people in high school. My dad dated people in high school, but like it was usually friends that they knew. It wasn't like they weren't meeting people that they never would meet. Like I matched with people on dating apps from 
like north of the city that I live around. And like, I would never probably run into those people. Right. But like you're saying, like three or four dates a month, like it is exhausting because a lot of the times it's not with the same person. And I feel like I, I really do have to sit and think sometimes, like, am I treating the people on dating apps as like almost disposable? Like sometimes right. it feels like that, like, oh, this person, we didn't match. So like, I can just forget about them and like, replace right. them which right. I want to find someone to spend my time with but I don't want to treat it as though it's like all right delete this person and copy and paste someone else in there because sometimes it feels like that and I have to like right take a break yeah and it's and that's like you know uh everyone is looking at partnership in a different way right so like I have friends that they just wanted somebody that had a good job, a good family, was funny, and they wanted to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And so they were on this mission to find a guy. Okay, he's good enough, cool. And this sounds really unromantic, but, you know, they had a different purpose for their partner. Like, I'm trying to find a partner that's going to be, like, my cheerleader. We're going to, like, help each other. Yeah. And you know, I'm not on – I've just never been somebody that wanted a partner just to have a kid and a house which there's nothing wrong with that. This just was never my path. Different goals. Um, Yeah, totally. Um, And so I think when you don't have that pressure and I don't put that pressure on myself, there's less of this like, oh shit, my ovaries are about to expire. I got (laughs) to find somebody. Um, Because of course, if you want a kid, it's like a very real thing. Yes, you need to go out there and find somebody and it's fine and go date and weed people out. Um, but yeah, it's, it can be exhausting and, and it's actually supposed to be like a fun process dating, right? right? But it's just gotten so like daunting and the older you get, it becomes even kind of more serious, but I'm trying not to do that, which is why I've taken time out from dating to kind of study, learn. And like, when I jump back in, I want it to be like a fun, empowering process and not the daunting, oh God, there's no good men left in the world, which is you know, has been my attitude, which is what <laughs> to not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I definitely have been there too. And I feel like that's a good, that's like your brain telling you, all right, take a step back. Cause there's so many good people out there, but I think when you get to that point, like your brain's already just so kind of over it. Totally. And then you're probably not being your best self. So yeah, for sure. So for it's sure. Hard. Yeah. I mean, I have like, I look around and I have like great guys and my friends and family groups. So I know they exist. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then there's also like, sometimes, I don't know, there's a lot of like, uh, toxic positivity, I guess, if you want to call it where people are like, Oh, but you're putting self limiting beliefs out there for yourself. And by saying that there's not that many good guys left. And, you know, cause sometimes I'll talk about like, I'll be a little cynical about the whole dating process and how I don't feel like I can find any man that kind of, you know, fits what I'm looking for. And then, uh, people may sort of, I don't know, say, basically say that it's my fault that I'm not finding anybody. Yeah. Do you Um, feel like people like are like, Oh, you're too picky. Uh, no, not necessarily because if you asked my brother and friends about some of the men I've dated, they would be like, I don't know what she was doing with that guy <laughs> so long. So quite the opposite. <laughs> You're not picky um, enough. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I'm just not like a casual dater. Yeah. Like, I feel like in today's dating culture, you have to go out there and date like 15 guys just to find like one 
cool dude to like be willing to go on a second and third date with and i'm just not like that yeah so when i find a guy that i'm interested in enough i invest a lot of time and i want to get to know them um which is like i don't know which could be good or bad um but yeah but it's hard to stay positive um but I don't think like, I wouldn't necessarily say like going back to like the self-limiting beliefs. I think there's a lot of like toxic stuff out there that also makes women feel like it's their fault. Like, Oh, well, you're just thinking you're just being negative and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, if you're being negative, you should probably pause. But I do think that it's a challenging time for love. And especially with the pandemic, like yeah. I'm like, I don't even want to go out there and hang out with my cousins because I don't want to get COVID. And right. now I'm supposed to hang out with strangers. Right. Uh, yeah, not knowing what like what they've been doing because I I feel like yeah everyone's on a different page. The whole like virtual dates, I'm not. I don't know. I get weird like with video. I mean, video calling, but like when it's yeah. like supposed to be a date, it's just like oh this. It seems weird. It's like a lot it of pressure. Is weird. It is. Well, they say, um, and I've been studying love and dating for the last year and a half. So uh, I'm like, this is like scientifically proven. But <laughs> say that because of like your pheromones and your hormones and smells and all of that, uh, a woman usually knows within the first 15 minutes whether she wants to date the guy. She wants to take the guy for a second date or date him again. Um, and you might not consciously know that, but subconsciously, whatever smells and things, uh, like your body already knows. And you like lose all of that electronically right um however on the flip side it kind of allows you to be more objective because then you don't have those like hormones and like oh my god he was so hot like all of that stuff going and yeah. you can actually get to know somebody i have not really like i tried the virtual dating thing and say similar to you i was like this is just too weird um but I know some people where it's worked for them. So I think it's just a matter of like getting out of your comfort zone and like figuring out how to make it work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, like back in 2020, like almost right after the lockdown, um, I did like a few virtual dates and like he ordered me food and like dropped off beer, which was cute. But then it got to the point where like we did that two or three times and it's like, I actually want to meet you, but it's... <laughs> it's a pandemic. So yeah, right. it's, that's interesting. What, like, what do you, do you have certain like books that you could recommend? Cause that sounds really interesting. You're studying like, well, love. I actually wrote a book. You wrote uh, a book. I did. What's it called? I, uh, I, I'm in the middle of trying to finish the proposals. I guess when you write a book, the way that it works is I kind of did it backwards where I was so interested in the topic and I learned so much stuff and I was like, fuck, you have to read 40 books to understand this. There should just be one book that has everything. That's awesome. And so I wrote a book. It's about love and dating. Um, the original title was called What the Fuck is Love? That's no longer <laughs> the title, but uh, I'm not done with it, so I won't share here. Okay. Um, but it's basically about love and dating, and it's a book that uh, kind of tells you everything that you need to know about how – you know, even like scientifically how sex works, what happens to your brain. Um, it's a book that's there to empower women to date with intention. Like I feel now going back and learning all of the stuff that I was fucking clueless in my dating life, even though I thought that like I was a strong, independent woman, I right. know what I want, blah, blah, blah. And now looking back at it, I'm like, holy shit, I was on autopilot. Yeah. Um, what's the number? Like 97% of your actions are driven by your subconscious. 
Now, if you do active work, you meditate, you're very aware of your triggers, et cetera, it's closer to 88%. Okay. Which means still the majority of the time you're going to be driven by your subconscious and you have to make an effort to kind of right track those behaviors, etc. So I go into that in the book. I also talk about, you know, my own history with love and some of the, you know, learning lessons I've had. Um, but in terms of existing books that are already published, I'm looking at my bookshelf. I would say Attached is like the number one. That one was like a huge unlock. It talks about basically your attachment styles um and how those manifest within relationships amazing book um if you want something more light i'm currently reading maybe you should talk to someone by okay. Lori Gossip, um which is like more lighthearted. she's a therapist mm-hmm. uh, and it's like hilarious and it's really good um what else is really good esther perel love her um she's another psychologist um and her books are amazing but yeah i've been like nerding out and just like reading all of these love and dating books and researching and doing all kinds of stuff that's awesome though i i've heard of attached because i've just recently like learned about attachment styles um i listened to another podcast called just break up um where they kind of introduced it to me and i feel like i kind of know or i, I could guess what my attachment style is but i definitely want to like learn more about it so it's called attached. That's easy mm-hmm. to remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Attached. Um, yeah. It's really great. That's really cool. So do you have like a, a timeline for your book or you're, you're still in like the, I, because I got laid off this week, I took that as a sign from the universe yes. to focus full time on my book. I had been working during the day and then doing my book at night. Um, and so end of month is when I'm golding myself to submit the proposal to literary agents and hopefully in nature but we'll see what happens that's awesome good luck sending you like all the good vibes that's so cool (laughs) yeah well so then definitely like I feel like that's for sure we call it god winks like someone's looking down and 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 giving you the that's a sign from the universe (laughs) yeah I feel like I've been getting pushed in like like I said my career has been in fashion and business and the corporate side of things and I've loved my career I've been really successful but you know, I've always had an interest in psychology and even spirituality. And uh, after COVID and since dating around, I've just been getting more and more like my soul's just getting pushed in that direction. Um, I'm even applying to potentially get a master's in clinical psychology, considering going into therapy. Um, And so yeah, so I think, to your point, God is winking at me like, okay, like let's like, do it <laughs> yeah like you all right i've thrown a few hints your way and like hopefully you should be getting it by now this yeah go. so we'll see what happens sometimes it's hard though just to break from like what you're used to um yeah and you're just like like i don't know like this is such like a different world to me and i'm like 40 years old and i'm like really i'm 40 and i'm gonna go back to school but you know again this book that i'm reading laurie gottlieb she was actually 44 when she went back and got her master's in psychology um, and she's a successful writer yeah. and, you know, whether writing stays in my future or not, I'm like, okay, you can actually do this at yeah. 40. It's going to be fine. So well, I feel like our, like our generation and like the generation before, like challenging the idea of the set timeline, um, totally, totally. like 40 is not old at all, but no, so many people think you have to have your life together by like 30 and yeah. I'm turning 29 tomorrow. So I'm like trying to break that 
mindset, but it's still, I feel like it's ingrained in me. Oh yeah, all the time in the world. I know, I know. So in all of my excitement to have Gerky on the podcast, I learned that, as it says on Anchor right here, heads up, you can record for up to 30 minutes in your web browser. So um, unfortunately, the rest of our discussion got cut off. um, But luckily, Gerky is um, present on social media and she has a website. um, So definitely follow her. Um, uh, You can subscribe to her website. So it's GerkyBasra.com. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. And then also she mentioned that she's on Instagram. Um, she posts some awesome things about self-love um, and, you know, just shares her life. Um, she talks about, um, or we, we were talking about her niece um, and how she's really going to try to be a positive influence in making sure her niece knows that she can talk about her feelings, um, which is huge. That's not something that I grew up with to no fault of my parents, but that, you know, that's not what they grew up with, right? We were told to just shove our feelings down as deep as they can go. Um, and unfortunately they, they still come out, um, usually not in a productive or healthy way. So, um, I think it's awesome that, that Gerky already has that goal for her niece, um, and is definitely going to be a positive influence on her niece's life in that way. So you can follow her on Instagram at Gerky Basra. Um, I follow her, definitely give her a follow, um, cause she, she really is awesome. Other than that, um, I, I do apologize for the bit of content that will never be heard because I'm an idiot who doesn't read the thing that says heads up, but thank you so much, Gerky. Um, talking to you was so fun. It, you know, you took time out of your day to to share some really awesome wisdom, um, some experiences that definitely resonated with me. Um, there are good guys out there. I believe it. You believe it. We just, you know, gotta keep gotta keep focusing on ourselves and putting our wants out there. And hopefully, it will work out eventually. Um, so definitely, like I said, you can. Subscribe to Gerky's um, website, gerkybazar.com. Going to put it in the show notes and then uh, follow her on Instagram. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I really do appreciate the following. Um, you give me your listens, you give me your time. I appreciate it. This podcast wouldn't be what it is without you. So, um, we have a lot of really great things coming up. I don't know why I keep saying we. <laughs> it's me. Oh, but um, I got all your support. So you're you're the we that I'm talking about. There's a lot of really good things coming up. Um, I have a friend who has a crazy story about her ex that I would love to get her on here and talk about. And then, like I mentioned, um, I have another guest coming up. We're gonna record in February just in time for Valentine's Day. How fitting. Um, So the host of the Icarus Complex will be on here and we will be chatting. Got lots to talk about. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, And I'm, I'm excited for you guys to hear the conversation that we have. So anyways, thank you so much for listening. 
I'll have another episode out to you ASAP. You won't have to wait another month, month and a half to hear from me. We will, uh, I will put out an episode soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.